In a world not so different, yet certainly not similar to your own, there was a vast continent, forged and inhabited by titans. They lived in relative peace until foreign gods arrived, challenging the titans' dominion. And over the course of millennia, they ground each other out of existence, leaving frail mortals and monsters to roam. And roam they did. Spreading over the continent, the people fought over land, resources, ideals. They built kingdoms, established commerce, and voila! Multiple civilizations rose out of the muck. And that's where we are today. Now, let me fence in the fields for you. I ain't gonna talk to you about the whole place. Just the vast northeastern desert that's situated at an interdimensional crossroads. Let me tell you a tale about the two suns that rise over this dangerous arid land known as Hezcococosa, the Tempest demigod that gallops across the sky, and ultimately about some of the people that have to be smart or possess more grit than the desert's own sands from which they scrape their living. Legend has it that this arid land was not always so. It used to be a sprawling jungle oasis, the jewel of the eastern continent known as Watafanui. But that was before the gods' war and the divine strife. An age marked by four millennia of holy wars and horrid slaughters. The people built citadels that rose above the treetops and disappeared into the clouds in an attempt to touch the heavens. The devout scrambled for meaning, guidance, justice, and some semblance of life in all this chaos. But they could not escape the conflict spurred by their commitment to piety, and thus their zealotry doomed them. Despite their best efforts, the cities, towers, and temples they built became neglected tributes to gods that no longer cared, swallowed by the passage of time and hidden in these hungry lands. Yet the torment that was wrought upon Hezcocosa did more than render a jungle into a desert. It wore down the very fibers of the universe and seemed to draw every plane of existence closer to it in the process. It was during the divine strife that the second sun and the eight-legged tempest came into being. Now, the second sun is known as Tlayuton, or the sun's shadow as it's commonly called, it's a celestial protector and timekeeper that manifests as a massive purple sphere looming behind the primary star. Tlayuton undergoes a century-long cycle, its phases signifying the shifting tides of interplanar connection. When it's full, it's often a sign of peace. The interplanar commingling is weak, and the more nefarious of the otherworldly entities lurking just beyond the veil, cannot abide the unyielding light of the sun's shadow. And when Tlayuton goes dark, the new moon fades as it were. It appears as a ring, crowning the primary star in purple flame. The loss of Tlayuton's presence brings danger. 
This darkness allows beings of other planes to walk the land unchecked, leaving the people of Hezcocosa to protect their own domain. Now, you may be wondering, and you'd be right in guessing, that the setting of the suns invites danger. <laughs> Shit, an overcast day can welcome just as much trouble. But if you see a storm that shakes the land, and you hear the sound of thunder and horses, well, the word trouble simply doesn't have enough gravity to describe what's coming for you. The Thunder Stallion. The equine titan of storms. An eight-legged horse that gallops through the clouds surrounded by only the most furious of haboobs. Pursued by a stampede of his herd, the six-legged Sleepnir. Horses that range in size from a pony to a four-story building. It's said that long ago, the Thunder Stallion used to be the trusty steed of the Titan of Warfare, thundering into the fray and smiting his master's enemies. This tempest-made flesh returned to the primordial plains when his master was slain at the end of the God's War, nearly 8,000 years ago. And he might have stayed there if given the choice, Story goes that someone, or multiple someones, summoned the Thunder Stallion into the interdimensional space that is Hezcocosa. And while no one knows exactly why he and his equine followers perpetually rove the land, it's said that he won't ever escape this blasted desert. When the Thunder Stallion and his mob of Sleepnir make to leave the desert, they seem to fade from, well existence, I guess. And all of a sudden, at a different point far away on the desert's edge, they appear like a mirage, returning to storm across his Cocosa. The wild gale and torrential rain that envelop the storm herd leaves some life behind in the form of plants that grow in its wake. And herbivores grow in the wake of plants, and predators grow up. Well, you know how the food chain goes. All this is to say, Despite it being a desert and all, Hezcocosa is rich with life and home to more than one civilization. Hard-working folks from all walks of life, some of them good, some of them bad, all of them just trying to survive the unpredictable lands they call home, accepting it for its two sons, its storm horses, and the occasional visitors from other planes. Hey folks, hope you enjoyed this little informative bonus episode. Now you may be wondering, why did we release this? First of all, why would you question getting more excellent content? And two, because this February marks the three-year anniversary of Tavern Squad Productions. As in like produce content, we're not a organized podcast syndicate yet, I guess. So we just wanted to release this little bonus episode to illustrate a little bit more of the magic that permeates the setting we find our band of adventurers adventuring in. So thank you so much to everyone who has been a part of this production. We want to thank you, listener, for listening. Thanks to all those who are sending us messages and leaving reviews. We love you all, and we would love to hear from you more. 
And if you haven't yet, write a review. You know, you can send us an email or a message on Facebook, Instagram, Reddit, you know, wherever. And we'll begin reading your letters and reviews on air, starting next episode. So don't hesitate to reach out, and you can be part of our new Tums's Mailbag segment. Speaking of our next episode, episode 7 of our main campaign drops next week on February 24th. It's next Thursday. And if you enjoyed this episode, feel free to check out our main campaign if you haven't already. And in the meantime, subscribe to our show, take a moment to share with a friend. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or Reddit for more fun stuff and updates. We also have a TikTok, mind ya. And links for those social medias are in the episode notes. We want to give another thank you to Tommy Atella at twitch.tv slash checksmix95 for partnering with us. He plays Rocket League and Halo Infinite. Go check out his stream, and you may even see me there, getting my shit rocked. Check out twitch.tv slash checksmix95. The link is in the episode notes. Our intro song is Briefcase Number 1, performed by Tartanic. Our intro speech is written and performed by Lou Fox. The other artist that provided music and sound effects for this episode is the RPG music maker Travis Savoye. Travis Savoye is awesome. We've been using his content for well over a year now, and I have to say it just brings so much more life to our content. So thank you, Travis, for producing the content you do. Thank you for letting us use it. And guys, go and check out RPG Music Maker on YouTube. You just type in RPG Music Maker, and he has so many playlists that are perfect for your Dungeons & Dragons or Pathfinder or whatever tabletop role-playing game that you're playing. It's perfect music for that. So go check him out. RPG Music Maker on YouTube. You can find links to his content and other contributors' content in the show notes. And with that, the last call has been made, the tavern is closing, Thank you so much for three wonderful years. And if you're asking yourself, well, wait, three years, but you only started posting stuff uh, in 2021, actually go check out season one. It's on our website. So, you know, go on head over there. Toodaloo.